Welcome back, Gameaholics, to Season 3 of the Gameaholic Podcast. We've been around for two years now. We're kicking off our third year. Um, we still have tons of exciting content to review, tons of new games that have just been coming out, and, and we're, we're just so grateful to still be here after, you know, two years and still going, still recording, still having fun. And, you know, we thought, like we did last year, it would be really, really cool to sort of sit down and do what we would call a year in review. Talk through some of our biggest reviewed games, talk through what we thought was some of the best games we played in the year, and where we kind of saw the most success with our episodes. So, I know you haven't heard his voice in a little while, but Colin is here, just being very silent sitting next to me. Want to say a quick hello, Colin? I'm back. He's back. He's back. I'm back. We had two guest stars in the last two episodes of season two, always around kind of November and and the holiday season. That's normally where we do see, you know, our, our season ends. So we can spend time, family, friends around the holidays. So we take those two months off, find some new games, catch up on some content, and really just jump right back in. So, And boy, oh boy, do we have some games coming up. We have a really exciting kickoff to um, season three. We have tons and tons of different games to review. But like I said, our, our main thing right now is to sort of just sit back and say, what did we think in season two? You know, where do we think we went? Where do you think we went? What games do you think we killed? Like, what do you, what are your most memorable moments from, from season two, from 2022? Well, honestly, I think we, we're just reviewing it, but I think the Man of Medan series, or not Man of Medan, but like Dark Picture, Dark Picture Anthology. Anthology series really popped Our super massive summer event, as we called it. Yeah. So like that stuff really, I thought, um, was groundbreaking for us as a podcast based on the views and listening for that those episodes. But um, besides that, I mean, there's other games I think I really enjoyed reviewing. Was uh, I enjoyed the Pokemon stuff? Yeah, we did do quite a few Pokemon. I think did I we do got the itch for it? So we would have done this year three Pokemon games because Arceus came out in Feb, I believe. Um, followed by, we did Sword, Sword and Shield, Shield later on, and March. then we went back to classic Stadium Red and Blue. So we're like basically at this point a Pokemon podcast. I think three out of our 13 episodes, or 26 episodes for the year. We had 26 episodes last year. And we're going to do a, a new Pokemon one next week. With, yes, uh, yes. With uh, Scarlet and Violet. But I think overall is we've got the itch, the itch for it. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I also enjoyed doing... Tiny Tina. Yeah, because that, that was one of the first fun. games we actually got to play together. Yeah. One of the was, first games we actually got to sit down and, and work through. I was actually, it's really funny. Right now, Tiny Tina is actually in my system because with what I feel is sort of a lull in games as of right now, I was going to replay it and just get right into it. Yeah. Tiny Tina, I love, like, it was a really good experience because we played together, but, like, the glitches and bugs were like extreme yeah and i think there's a i feel like we said i think during the podcast there was a lack of maybe um immersion because we were talking to each other rather than us really like playing and like paying attention as much as possible by ourselves yeah that i i agree with that and also like for example you talk i, I we talked about this in the pod but kind of just going back into it like one of the things that really bothered me is like I wouldn't, you know, I would for some reason miss achievements 
out of the blue or trophies, right? Like it would be like, yeah. you didn't get this. I'm like, well, I completed the mission, but only for some reason you got it because we were in your game, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, why would I have to redo that again? Just for no reason. Yeah, I think that was like the weird thing was just like the game itself was just not. And even like, I think later on when you started hosting late in the the campaign, I lost achievements. So it was just like one hand in hand in that sense. But um, yeah, like time, it, it was, yeah. that game was fun. I think there was like games like that. I think Dying Light was a was so early on in the season that we kind of forgot about it. And I think it's a game even now, like it's very forgettable. We did, but we did great. Uh, we rated it pretty damn good. We did because it was a really good game, but um, just to say, like, after doing Q4 and Q3 and Q2 even, like, you kind of forgot some of those games from the early on in Q1, which it was a Q1 release. And that was what we did, which was, like I said, it was interesting because, again, obviously that one was in there. And then we obviously, like, I remember it was Life is Strange Remastered, Dying Light, Destiny Witch Queen, and Pokemon Arceus all came out in February. And I think actually Horizon Zero Dawn. Or sorry, Horizon Forbidden West also came out in February. Yeah. Like, I think that if I remember correctly, February, I was just, like, literally just gaming, just trying to keep up with all of these, like, reviews going on. Yeah, especially because I can touch on Forbidden West. I remember I played, like, briefly at your place just for, like... Just to, just to really a, feel a, it a mission, out. Yeah. But, like, you know, and then we obviously got into... And then I think... Didn't Elden Ring come out at the same time as Tiny Tina? Those were launched on the same day. Yeah. Um, which I think was March. So we had a little bit of a break. Which, looking back on it now, I think Elden Ring's probably one of the best games ever released from what you said. Yeah, it changed and what, me. And what Billy said. But I think it's just funny how... So much has changed going into Q4 where now there's a lot of change in regards to you thought God of War, or at least Billy did. So, yeah, so we, Billy and I had a um, extra long extravaganza um, God of War podcast. I think it's our longest podcast to date. I think it hit above an hour and 30. Um, really got into the God of War of it all. Um, and, and what I said to Billy was I said, you know what, man, like, my pick for game of the year is Elden Ring. And he was kind of rattled because obviously, you know, he thinks God of War is perfect and it is perfect. But for me, Elden Ring just had that different, uh, just more satisfying to complete, I think, in Elden Ring because it's just so fucking hard. Um, saying that, though, Elden Ring did win game of the year over God of War. So um, that actually happened about a week or two after Billy and I recorded that podcast is they had the game awards and, uh, Elden Ring won number one. What was nominated? Um, Elden Ring, um, interestingly enough, Stray. So really? we did a, a merge, I call it an emergency kind of broadcast on, on the game Stray. Um, Billy and I got into it and like just the stuff going on in it was like, it, it's an indie game released by an indie developer um, for PlayStation only, and it's just pretty much you in the life of a cat. And I think it was an amazing game. I think it was beautiful. Um, is it game of the year worthy compared to some of these other ones? Like, no. Um, but it was nominated. It obviously did not win. God of War was nominated. Elden Ring was nominated. I forget what else was nominated, but it was, like, very much those types of games. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird that Stray out of all of them would have been nominated because I could think there's a few other games this year that probably I, more deserving. I think the visuals in Stray were beautiful, like, and I think that's maybe what kind of won people over. And like, there's this like, 
I'm probably gonna get hate from saying this, but there's this like worldwide obsession with cats. Um, I like cats. I'm not really a cat person. I would never get one. Like, I mean, like, I like think, think cats are cute. I don't hate them by any means. But like, there's people out there that are like, you can fucking meow the cat. You can make the cat fucking meow. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I can just go find a sunbeam and lay in it, and it's like I'm resting. Eleven out of ten. So yeah. like on the stray side of things, I think that. It was a good game. It was really fun. It was like I replayed it two or three times. I did a speed run on Twitch um, because that was like one of the trophies is finish the game in three hours. Yeah. So just I did a speed run on there. I jumped around. Um, Billy also crushed it. Billy watched the speed run too, which was awesome. Um, and like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I couldn't imagine that being put against God of War and Elden Ring. Like to me, that's almost a sick joke. Well, I mean, Credit to the developers that was that did stray. Totally, that's awesome. It's an indie uh, again. The fact that it's indie and, is. And nuts. you know for a fact that because they got so much publicity from that game, they're probably gonna come up with some heat next year, year two. Who totally, knows? I'm curious we'll to see, see what somewhere. they'll do. I'm I am really excited to see what the creators of Stray do. I think they had a few other games that they did prior to Stray, but obviously nothing that came out to that level. PlayStation has a really good. I, when it comes to, I find indie or small developers, right? Like, for example, I know it wasn't small, but Naughty Dog, PlayStation exclusive, right? Like, we talked about, we've talked about so many Naughty Dog games. Um, the they're, company they're that. They're looking to make a new. Uh... Last of Us? No. Dra- Uncharted? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were done with I that. Heard that. That's nuts. Yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were done with that. But I mean, it's really exciting to see kind of where that studio can go. And being like being a quote unquote indie developer and being nominated for Game of the Year is such a massive thing all on its own. Um, one of the other things that I want to talk about in our year in review is obviously Destiny. <laughs> so I have my friend Adam who comes onto these podcasts quite a bit. We had a awesome year in review of Destiny, which we'll probably do again this year. Um, we're going to talk all about the new Destiny expansion that comes out that's called Lightfall. But we did go through the Witch Queen. We had kind of a recap to every single end of the season, talking about what we learned, what we thought was going on, and all of the new changes that happened. And there's been a lot in Destiny. So we've had Adam on for about four different episodes, I think, in the year. And we probably had Billy on for four as well. So we've also had a ton of guest stars, which has been fantastic to to see some people that you know maybe if one of us isn't super passionate about a game they can you know or have never or has never played it the other person can kind of lean in um but big shout out to obviously billy who's wolfo 911 and adam who is gaffer with a three for an e on uh twitch but we, we i mean we're gonna see both of them i'm sure in the new year as well totally i think like when you guys do your destiny podcast i think it's a no-brainer to have Adam on, and obviously when there's a place of exclusive, you know, Billy's probably ripped it at some point, so it's always good to get his uh, mindset, especially the way he's... His level of gaming is just off the charts sometimes when it comes to certain games. Like, you'll mm-hmm. ask him, like, oh, how'd you play? So like, yeah, I already logged 40 hours. And I, lo- like I, I, yeah. in. I dialed into uh, Platinum already or something like that, yeah. right? So yeah. he's been, I mean, like I said, they're both, it's great seeing outside perspectives. I mean, Colin talked about this, but I want to dive into it a little bit more is like our, uh, like our super massive games. So, like Colin said, those were sort of the things that, in terms of, this year have what I would say brought us really a lot more viewers and a lot more listeners um, was coming into these super massive games. And we're, we're obviously so grateful for that. Um, we, I had a ton of fun playing them. It's just, 
those are the type of games that I think, you know, you can sit down and you can listen to people talk about it because everybody's experience can be completely different based off of what you do, which, which we saw in, you know, quite a few of those games. You and I had completely differing um, situations. Interestingly enough, you know, my, the game that I thought was the biggest challenge out of all of those was Man of Medan, personally. That was, for me, where the storyline lacked kind of the most. Um, but, you know, made it through. I had the one death. I think you had one death or multiple? No, you had multiple. Man of Medan. Everyone died. Right, everyone died. The, the government shot them all, right? That's so nuts. So, you know, like, just having well, those... To complete the story, I had, I think I had one death. What no, two deaths. Because I know you had... Oh, no, I had two as well, because I had the, that one guy stab himself. Yeah, the pirate. No, not the pirate. I had one of the pirates kill himself. I had one of the dudes, not and the... I, and the, I had the guy jump off the ledge. The brother, because yeah, he's guy. getting chased by the nurse, yeah, which yeah. I still have to watch, because you said that scene was nuts. Oh, because he died way before that. Yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> he got shot in the boat and died. <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, I heard that scene was... You told me that scene was nuts. I yeah. wish that I watched it. So... Um, you know, full full transparency and, and a good kind of hint for what's coming up. Colin and I are currently working our way through a dev- the devil inside, right? Is that what it's called? Devil in- within me? The devil, is that it? The devil in me. Devil inside me? The devil in me, which is the fourth um, kind of, you know, franchise hit for um, the Dark Picture Anthology. So... We're currently working our way through that, and that podcast should be coming out in about a week or two, and we're really excited to get back into the Supermassive universe. Um, it was really interesting because, you know, the, these games, all all the Supermassive games to me, in a way, right, they all have kind of the same similar structure, right, where you can control multiple characters, you make decisions based off of the multiple characters, and, and go from there. So what I thought was really interesting is, they announced that in quote-unquote season one of the Dark Picture Anthology, whatever that means, there's going to be four episodes. I thought it was interesting that they released um, The Quarry between three and four. I thought that that was an interesting move from them. Like, it just seems like they're pumping out content. Well, The Quarry, I think, was developed, was published by someone else, though, right? It wasn't developed by... The developer was still super massive, but if you have a different... Uh, publisher i think that helps with the Uh, whole process um but again very similar right like very very similar super massive um type game um and we did the quarry first of all we did until dawn which was one of the games that i had never played before that colony said was obviously a hit and it was really good and just bringing the uh bringing the celebrities in i think is just a really nice touch and adding like some you know familiar faces so i guess my question for you out of all the super massive games we played Number one celebrity cameo appearance. Who was it? Ooh. Selfishly, part of me wants to say Ashley Tisdale because she was my crush when I was a kid. So just seeing her in there, I was like, nice. Um, but man, I think there was such good... Um, I think uh, in the quarry, having um, David Arquette was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, David Arquette was really cool as well. I also liked, um, gosh, I forget the kid with all the freckles. Oh, um, in the little, in, uh, not in Little Hope. Hope. No, no, no. In, still in Quarry. The freckles. Yeah. Remember him and his girlfriend were arrested in the cage and he turned into a wolf. Oh, um, I forget his name. I forget his name, but I really, I like him. 
Harper or something like that? No. I, I, I forget his name, but, like, he um, he was fantastic in there. I mean, we, we really went off. Um, I never, unfortunately, and I don't think you did either, did you ever have a, a game where everybody lived? Yeah. Which one? Uh, I believe... Was it Little Hope? Mm, no, I had one death in Little Hope. The next one. Little Hope was... Oh, you'd everybody live in the House of Ashes? No. 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 I had two people live. It was the quarry. I didn't have a death in the quarry. You didn't have a death in the quarry? No. That was one... Because I remember I did it, did it perfectly. Perfect ending. Remember that? I... Oh, man. Quarry got hard for me. I don't know what it was, but, like, it got hard. I kept missing cues choosing wrong stuff and like the problem is the one thing that this game has taught me in real life not just in the game is like my fast-paced critical thinking is awful like if somebody's like you need to make a decision right fucking now i can't seem to do it <laughs> yeah and the best part was watching on twitch sometimes make the worst decision i'm like oh luke i don't even I, I don't even so like my my worst one my worst one was Man of Medan, where um, I forget the guy's name, not the brother, but the boyfriend. Um, with there at the end of it, he's hallucinating and he sees like a something around his neck or something like that. Yeah, and you already know that like at this point, it's all in their head. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's like, what should I do with this knife? And I said, stab yourself. <laughs> Because for some reason, I thought that maybe it was in his head and maybe it would help, which was, like, insane. Yeah, and then he just um, pulls on for Jesus, stabs himself in the chest, like, four or five times a die. Yeah, and then I... Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's I find interesting is how half of these core... Not core games. Half of these, like, super massive games have real monsters in them, but the other half, like, don't. It's all just in people's heads. But yeah, so it's... um. The line in reality and, you know, fantasy, fantasy is just weird because like some of them, and we'll touch on this with the devil and me, I think, once we play it or once you finish it yeah, and I'm review done. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just weird how it went from, I think the early games were all fantasy and now the recent no, games. No, see, that's not true. Reality. Man of Medan, reality. Gas leak. Yeah, but a lot of it was in their heads. That's what I'm saying, though. Fantasy. But it was... But it was reality in the way that there's no such thing as a monster. There's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing Little like... hope in his head. In it, exactly. Like fantasy. But, see, but reality, because it's a mental illness. So there's, there's lines of both... Okay, then we, have, then we have a straight up reality. Yes. Because of the aliens. But, and, that, but and, that's, that's sci-fi. And it's, not, it's not real for us. Quarry. Werewolves. Real fantasy, werewolves, though. But, yeah, but fantasy. But, but reality, because it was a real monster... It wasn't in their heads. Oh, see, we're talking about... I'm talking about this in a completely different way. I think so. But I'm like, saying it's fantasy if monsters are involved because fantasy yeah, yeah, monsters yeah, yeah. don't exist. It's not a real thing. Yeah. But maybe it is. Who knows? But you're saying the game... Yeah, I get what you, I get how you're... You're looking at it a different way than me because you're looking at it like the fantasy stuff is fantasy to the characters, whereas I'm talking about the fantasy stuff is fantasy to us. Yeah. So, and then obviously what's it called was um, the first game ever until dawn. Um, where not werewolves? What were they called? Oh, Wendigo. Wendigo or Skinwalkers? Yeah. As you know. So they fantasy as well. What are they? 
Maybe not. Who knows? Mm. Living in BC, we, we can't tell. Yeah. Um, and then finally, last but not least, um, this new game. Which is reality. Reality and like, like stone cold reality. There's not even a hint of anything supernatural in this game. No, this, it's just straight up a serial killer playing with his food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to say it. He's like, so we're, we're super excited to talk more about that. And, and you know, um, I know we'll probably talk about this in the pod, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, they have said, and we did see it when you start the game up, this is the end of season one. Yeah, there is going to be a I was just going to say, so what does that mean, well, right? I got oh. another one of those. Oh, don't tell me. Don't yeah, don't say so, a fucking word. Well, I'm just saying. There, yeah, it, yeah, okay, it, okay. You know how it does every single game? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this thing happened. Yeah, that's, it just, it, for, it proceeded to say there is going to be a fifth game or whatever. And the so the the next really interesting thing for us, at least episode wise, um, that I always love doing is a nice little Spooktober action. So our Spooktober only had three games, um, but I mean, I feel like our entire summer was spooky, anyways. Doing the quarry, doing you know all of these kind of. It was exhausting with all the horror games. We had a lot of, but I'll be honest, it was it was fun. It, it was, was fun. It was I fun. was so dialed into a lot of that. Um, we did in. Um, you know, in, in Spooktober, we did three games. We did Outlast 1 and 2. Outlast 1, cult classic. Still, to me, just an amazing game. Um, Outlast 2, for me, missed the mark. Um, however, I've been seeing on TikTok a ton of people that were demoing Outlast Trials, and that looks fucked. Okay. So that's, that's a 2023 game. Will it be a Q4? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's a cute No, I think it's like March. Okay, so perfect. Then we can review it October. We can wait until... Well, yeah. I mean, and honestly, Outlast Trials, I've seen stuff and like, I've seen some of the... It's jump scares. It's back to like that kind of stuff. And it just looks like spooky, spooky. So I'm really excited to see that in action. Um, The, you know, and then the other thing was a game that I found out and, and I sort of was infatuated by um little nightmares so one of the creepiest games i think i've played just in terms of what's been going on so you know we see like this weird little character and we see sort of all of this weird stuff and these weird people and monsters and and crawling around through vents and everything like that like i really liked it and you know one and two were both incredible um one was free on playstation plus i actually bought number two and i did not regret that um, kind of even a little bit. So I just, you know, a really good spooky game, if that's kind of what you're in the mood for. Um, one thing we didn't really talk a ton about, um, but obviously this was really early in the year, was you and I actually went back and revisited Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk one year later. And Newsflash is still garbage. News, we, but, we, but, couldn't, we couldn't finish the game. No, but don't you remember what happened? We found out that a week after we did our one year later, they released the PS5 quality of life yeah, update. Yeah. Um, I think we might even eventually need to do a two year later because um, one of my friends back home, he played it probably six months ago. He said it's incredible. And they have full DLC arriving. Finally. Yeah. Year so, and a half later, two years later. Well, right? I mean, they had to spend the whole time fixing the game, I yeah, think, right? Yeah. Like, I think that was like... and then, Plus, they, they released a Witcher 3, like, update for... I was just going to say, so CD Projekt Red. I had actually chatted with Billy about that one. He said it was cool, but nothing 
you know, like, oh my god, this is life-changing. Yeah, so it's going to be the same game, just yeah. great graphics, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, games that game's beautiful, that game's amazing. It's and always like, good. I'd love to see it on a PlayStation 5, but, like, it's not like you're actually getting, like, Horizon Zero Dawn graphics or, like, stray graphics, right? Like, you're not getting that kind of stuff. You're yeah. more just kind of going around and, and dealing with... The you same know, game. yeah, the same game just with like slightly up They're slightly just doing what GTA does, where they're just like, we released yeah. GTA Five for a third time on a new system. It's like, and, cool. Yeah. And no, yeah, I'm here it is. It. It's the same game. There's just like now there's Xbox Three Sixty, Xbox Series X, and Xbox. Um... Well, hey, eventually GTA Six is supposed to come out. Eventually, Hopefully, eventually. It's just you know, like we, I don't know. In, in terms of this year, I think there's a lot of good. Like I, I, I'm trying to think of. Is there any game that we reviewed that you just thought was the worst thing ever this this year? Rolling back. I think there's a few that I was like I wasn't fully like interested so in. So I hated Sword and Shield. I know that when we talked about that I was pretty honestly pretty against it. Did we talk about everyone gone to the rapture in the year review? Last no, time? that was during our um that was during our indie, indie month, month which we like need before. we need to get into an indie month this year cuz we missed one last season and i think that an indie month is something that i would love to get into there's a few games that i already have dialed into my head that i would love to talk about in it so i think maybe we look at doing like a month of of just like indie old school indie games that maybe we haven't touched the only, on the only thing looking back at like season two or yeah in that sense was star wars jedi fallen order i was like i was so out of that game i played like two hours that's that is nuts and i don't think i was no i was in that podcast i did that podcast i hated that game i don't know what i rated it but man i just remember i played like three hours i was like this is awful it's just like i don't even think we have a rating we don't have a rating on here for it couldn't even get into it i was not dialed that's so i so i mean obviously you've heard about the new jedi game coming out correct no, not even. So it's like blow. People are just like, like no it's way. it's interesting because like you know you hated that game. I mean, I was beyond into it. I'm a big Star Wars guy, but yeah. I, I don't really think that that. I think that you can enjoy that game without being a Star Wars guy. Um, well, it's canon now, isn't it? Like they're yeah. that character in. Yeah, it's canon, and it's like man, like and just seeing him fight Darth Vader and all this. It, it was so good. Um, but what I was gonna say is, you know, it's it's becoming one of the most um, anticipated releases of twenty twenty three. Is this is this new Jedi game? It's not called Fallen Order. I forgot what it's called this time, but um, it's gonna be nuts. And it's the same guy, obviously. And I, you know, he's 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 working against the Republic. Like we're we're just trying to sort of the like we're just trying to see what's going on. But like, oh, it's gonna be so good. I don't know. I just can't get into it. I mean, you know what? Honestly. I it, For me, it's going to be one of those games that I think we'll have to have Bilbo in, you know? Because I think he'll be scooping that right away as well, and him and I will be. And he's a big Star Wars guy. That's too. what I'm saying. So yeah. him and I will be kind of just going kind of right in and, and, and working on that just in terms of the game itself. Like, I, that's a game that I'll definitely work to platinum, just like I did with sort of the, the other ones that we've done, right? Totally. But, like, man, it was just freaking incredible i don't know like i mean you know we talk through so many different games and that one for me is one that always kind of sticks out as being just drop dead like amazing so the other stuff that i was thinking about that i really also wanted to talk through was like our mario party episode and kind of like some of our off brand not off brand i don't like that word but like you know we talked through the leg like so we had billy on for the lego series 
you know, we had, uh, you know, um, we talked through Mario Party, which obviously was something else that was incredible. But we have kind of these, like, I hate using the word kids games, but, like, they kind of are in a way. Yeah. Like, um, so when Billy and I went on and we talked all about the Lego series and, and, and I had not at that point played the Lego Star Wars um, saga that had come out. Yeah. This is probably going to break you. Maybe I sent this to you. When I got, so PlayStation, for anybody that doesn't know, does their does a PlayStation wrapped. So if you're a big gamer and you want to see sort of what your top games were, how long you played, like what your total playtime was, what games uh, incorporated in your total playtime, um, you can go on there. I think it's wrapup.playstation.com and you can find out what it is. I spent, so that Lego Star Wars game, I spent, it was my second most played game of the year in 2022 because it was the one of the biggest games I've ever seen. It was a, over a hundred hours I spent playing that game. In Lego? Lego Star Wars. Wow. I mean, again, another thing too is like you and Billy are so into Lego. I'm not super into it though. Like it's just, for me, the, the reason I like this one. I, no, I wouldn't say the game, like the Lego itself. I'm saying like the stories behind it. Like there's Lego Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, right. There's like Lego. Jurassic Park. Like that stuff. I wasn't into those movies. Or like Lego, um... Lord of the Rings. Lord the of Hobbit. the Rings. Yeah. There's another one that really sticks out to me. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Like, I wasn't into those movies. That's crazy up. you weren't into those movies yeah. growing up. Um, but saying that, Lego was one of those things that for me, I was always like, oh my God, like, you know, these games are, they're fun. They're kind of stupid. You're just going around, you're dancing around, breaking stuff, collecting coins. But this game, they, it's one of the biggest, I think Lego Star Wars is one of the biggest games I've ever played, period. Just in terms of, you like to to hundred percent it, it it takes a hundred hours, and it's like there's side quests, there's puzzles, there's open world, but there's also levels. Like yeah. it's it's there's probably I would say twenty planets that you have to go to, and there's six missions per um episode, and there's nine episodes. Yeah. So we're talking like tons of content, like literally 54 missions, literally 20 planets in open world to explore. Like it's crazy. And I think that they did like such an overwhelmingly good job. I couldn't even believe it. That's why I committed the hundred hours to it. Yeah. It's always also nice, you know, like Lego or not Lego Mario party. What we talked about was like, Oh, you know, this is just such a fun game to play with your friends. Like, I couldn't imagine myself, and I think I said this on the podcast, I couldn't imagine myself, like, you leave tonight and I say, I'm just going to play some Mario Party by myself. Like, I couldn't no, imagine no, ever do doing that. that. No. Um, but Playing with, like, two people is even a struggle. Because, like, you're playing against AI twice. Totally. Like, if you have, like, you know, a group of three or four, and that's when it really starts getting fun. And, like, it's just, you know, I, I think we talked about Mario Party and we talked about how this was. Is it? I, I, always, I could even, like, just... Saying like Mario Kart, I couldn't do by myself. No, I someone else. I could not imagine sitting in front of a screen and just playing Mario Kart against computers or people online or whatever. Yeah, what what have you? Um, I know we also talked about it, but like, is it? I always forget. Is it Mario Party All Star or Superstar? All Star, right? Mario Party All Superstar. Super, I don't know. Whatever the new Mario Party game is, I will urge on this call. Um, on this on this podcast to kind of chat through is it is bringing back 
for me at least, all of the best aspects of Mario Party. It like brings in the maps from one, two, and three. Superstars. It, super superstars it is. It goes it brings in, you know, the maps from one, two, and three. It brings in the mini games from one, two, and three. It brings in like the gameplay from one, two, and three. Whereas when they get to Mario Party six and seven and eight, like those are not the Mario Party that anybody listening to this that grew up playing the initial Mario Parties is used to. So just being able to have that nostalgic Mario Party experience and now playing it with your friends when you can have some beers, you can get a little drunk, you can like, you know, bug one another. It's a whole different experience. And if, if you and your friends are into that, it is what I would absolutely strongly recommend. Yeah. And it causes you to like, you know, hate your friends a bit. Yeah. That's I mean, there's times where, you know, you storm out, like remember, so when Colin and I played and we talked about this on the podcast, one of the craziest things in the world happened to me. Um, do you remember what it was? I yeah I, I got in a chance I, time with yeah, the computer and I lost yeah. eight stars I think yeah it was eight stars so I of had your eight. nine of your nine no I would have lost all of them I think it was a star swap so oh, I think yeah. I gave nine to him and he gave me two and I was like oh good the computer and the computer won because of that yeah he did. So it was just, you know, I, and that was the thing is we had, you know, if there was four of us playing and somebody else rolled that, I would have probably punched them in the face. I would have been so mad. <laughs> it would have just been absolutely That was furious. so cool because I remember you hit chance. You're like, oh my God. Like late in the game. I and love it, chance. And, and it just was like the worst thing ever for you. It could not have gone worse. Yeah. It's like, oh, like change. Give them one star. Okay. I can do that. Give them all your coins. Okay. I can do that. Give them both. Nope. Give them all nine of your stars. And I was like... All right. Game's over right there. Yeah, well, it was. Because it was like, wasn't it like the fourth turn or something like that? Yeah, and like... Fourth last turn, I guess. Yeah, and I think I myself had five stars, and I think Mike had like four. Yeah, and, and I was, was leading like no, us. Yeah, there no, was no there's... chance we were catching the, the copy at that point. So then he got... I think he had his own like stars, too. No, but I, I got his stars. It was a star swap. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So it was like, he gives them to me, and I give... I thought it was a star coin swap. And yeah, so, so then I would have yeah. got his coins, too. Yeah, yeah, you would have got his coins and no stars. Like, you would took your stars and you got coins only back. Oh, maybe. That's what it was. So, it's just, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was, then I was like, okay, well, I'm ruined. And that game was so much fun. I mean, we had, I mean, God, there's just so many fun games that we've been able to play this year. You know, and then we talked about Arceus Part 2, which was really interesting. So, I don't know if you remember this. We played, we talked through Arceus the first time. Well, but we, you didn't finish the game. I didn't play the game. You didn't have a Switch. I didn't play the game. So, you know what happened from that was I got the itch and I bought a Switch the next day. And that and was I, when you bought Arceus, you bought Sword and Shield. bought Brilliant Diamond. I just went off Pokemon-wise. And you know what? Still going off. And we... Because of, we, of Starlet and Violet. Which I told you, remember, before that came out in November, you are like, are you getting it? I'm like, I'm not getting it. You're, like, you're getting it. And I got it. And you got immediately it. Immediately, on the day of. You got launch day, eh? Yeah, I got launch Came out on my I birthday, went, I think. I went right to the store at, like, GameStop or whatever. And got it. And you went, so... Um, Looking back at our Pokemon chat, because I know we talked about this a little bit, but just kind of like really circling back into it, Arceus for me, and I know you're going to disagree, is the best Pokemon game I've ever played, and nothing has come close. I really like Arceus. I just like the realness behind that game. I think Arceus has changed Pokemon completely. I think I can't wait for another Legends game because they're gonna do it. Yeah, of course they'll yeah. do. They won't. They'll do whatever the other next one is. I don't know, but like. But it's I think just, the thing with Legends of Arceus, which was so game changing, was they made it like people are scared of Pokemon. 
Pokemon kill you. They, they don't. Yeah, they don't want to catch them. They don't want to befriend them. And then your your character kind of like helps them like understand. But you build things. the first Pokedex. That's yeah, literally what it is. But there's other Pokemon. There's other Pokemon trainers in the game that are showing like you can catch them and befriend them and blah blah blah. But blah. you only battle like five trainers in that game. That's like ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pass. It's crazy. Like yeah, it's no like no one else. No one else is the power or scared to go catch but it's them. also just you get killed by them like it's not so you can actually just get like attacked by them whereas yeah. like in these other games you can't yeah and it's and also like black out and the other thing that i think is incredible like 10 out of 10 that they did in this game is like you don't like realistically if pokemon were real if this whole thing was real you don't need to battle pokemon to try to catch them no. so why the hell in all of these games do you need to get into a altercation with this pokemon like it's so cool how in rcs you can like just hide in the bushes and just throw like a yeah. ball yeah and you just walk up to like a doof and he's like comes up and like nibbles at your feet and just chuck a ball at him right in front of you and you just catch him yeah or he breaks out or whatever right yeah. or like the birds run away like it's just that game to me felt like that's what pokemon would be in real life you know like, just in terms of, like, the... As PG as it could be. Exactly, as yeah. PG as it could be. And it's just... Oh, God. I think about Arceus sometimes still, man. Like, I just... I've I completed that decks. loved it. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I can't believe... You You went, You went. completed the decks. I didn't. I like, never you got... How many hours I vlogged that game? No. Like, 60. Jesus Christ. What was the hardest one to get? Pokemon? Yeah, in Arceus. Uh, it got pretty down to the, the nitty-gritty where it was, like, a few, like random ones that I think I had a trade or something to do like a Weavile like I need a Weavile that you can normally trade you need like trade or something to do to get it it was more getting like a couple like items for like certain like evolutions like the link trade the link yeah, cables or yeah, whatever like, yeah it was like, getting like a certain amount of like points grinding through that catching every single legendary because like legendaries are kind of a pain in the ass to go get it and then when you battle Arceus, it's like this huge battle. It was also it was just so sweet. cool that they had all different types of legendaries, right? They had, like, um, the Lake Spirits. Then they also had, like, Heatran hiding in a mountain. Like, they had so many legendaries. And I, the, the, the side quests were incredible, too. The side quests were incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you don't see side quests in Pokemon. No, it was like, it gave me, like, Link or Legend of Zelda vibes. And, the, again, we've talked about this. Dark as fuck. Like, I think about the the Drifloon trying to rip the kid away. Yeah. And he's like, the Drifloon won't leave me alone. He's trying to take me. And you're like, um, what? Yeah. And we even battle Drifloon. You're like, okay. And you're just like, that's cool. Come with me. And you take him away from the Drifloon. Because it's, like, harmless, I guess. Because you need a bunch of them. Like, yeah. the Drifloons need to all come together and take him away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just... Even the only part I didn't love, but whatever, was, like, calming the angry Pokemon down. I mean, whatever. It didn't bother me. It was... Like the, it was like the, the trials or whatever? Yeah, like, where you have to throw the tea bags at them yeah. or whatever. And then yeah. it, like, cools them off. Like... I get it. That's that, that's that's cool, but like, it's also just kind of like. Voltorb was nuts. Yeah. Because like, that's just like for, just shocking at you. For me, the hardest one was the Arcanine. That's wild to me. The I kept getting from... shredded. Like, and that's why I like it is you actually have health. Like, your your I just kept dying. It's not like my Pokemon couldn't beat it. It's just I just couldn't avoid the fire and, and yeah. whatever and do it. Yeah, it's like it's like Legend of Zelda where you're like. Like actually, like hurtle your way away, away from the guys who like dive out of the way, and it was sick. Uh, yeah, I I haven't replayed it because like I already completed it, so I don't want to restart it. I've never completed a Pokemon game like you've completed RCS. Yeah, like I don't want to complete restart the game, but like it'd be fun to like just kind of like 
try it out again, again, and differently. But that's why I like touching on Sword and Shield and like Scarlet and Violet. Like I haven't done it yet for Scarlet and Violet, but I've been recently just like doing a Nuzlocke for Sword and Shield because I've just gotten dialed into it. it makes it more challenging. Well, yeah. So talk. I mean, like I mean, Sword and Shield we reviewed this year. So talk about talk about Sword and I Shield. Mean, yeah, Sword and Shield like it was the groundbreaking to like kind of if. Sword and Shield walked... Like the mods were out in public. Yeah, no, it walked so Arceus and Scarlet and Violet could, could, run. could run, in a sense. So, I still think Arceus is better than Scarlet and Violet, because the Scarlet and Violet, like... Uh, we'll talk about that. That's what, yeah. Week, but, like... Anyways, like, it's just, like, the fact that you had, like, open worlds for them, but, like, you could see but, the progress with Sword and Shield with the open, like, wild area. Um, but, but I was going to say... It was like, just yeah. fun, because, like, going back to a game I haven't played in, like, a year now... And now I'm doing Nuzlocke for it, but it makes it more challenging because Nuzlocke are like, if your Pokemon dies, it's it's dead. Like, it actually dies. But it's just, and, and what I was going to say is more, like, like, like exciting. so we've, I know on older pods, talked about a lot of, like the Nuzlocke challenges and stuff. So like, you said you're on gym, did you beat Gym Leader 7 or are you on Gym Leader 7? Seven, 7, I'm going to 8 now. But like the thing is... And you've lost how many Pokemon? 7. That's, and that's not, that's not that nuts. And it's not good because like I've seen people on Nuzlocke and like never lose a per- Pokemon. But it's... The great thing about Pokemon is this is probably what keeps moving me back at this point is it's like it's all strategy. Like you go into battles, you prep for it. Well, not me. No, you just go like straight attack, <laughs> attack, attack. But like the reason why I've lost seven is because I've just been like careless. So it's that's why it's so nuts. Is out as as adults we can run through a Pokemon game no problem and beat it. But the fact that Nuzlocke's like okay, well now if there's consequences to this faint this po- faint of Pokemon, it's dead. Or whatever. So it's that's why I'm back into it. Have you lost any that were like devastating for you because yeah. you put so much work into it? Yeah, one. Who was he? One or two. No, two, two in this sword and shit. One really hurt. Who were they? Punkaboo, which is like a yeah, ghost I know who that pumpkin, is. Yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. But like he was, he was, he was kind of a goaded Pokemon for me, and then he died, and I was like, oh, because I put him in against. He's a dark type. Yeah. Or no, he's grass ghost, and I put him in a battle not thinking this Pokemon had like a dark type move, and just like one shot at me, and I was like, oh. And then who is the other one that yeah, died? Just the Gyarados, which I at least like Gyarados because yeah, kind of, yeah. they're kind of tank. But Gyarados are powerful as hell. Yeah, though. I just went into a battle with against Hop the rival, and I was underprepared because I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize he was going to pop up and be like, "Let's battle," and I had a battle against like a Gyar- like I used Gyarados for like six of it, five of six Pokemon, and the six Pokemon was like a Snorlax. So I'm like, I probably one shot it and just hit me. <laughs> Could you imagine you're in the Elite Four and like you finally imagine you just get wiped on that? It would suck because I have to restart the whole game. <laughs> so I'm trying not to wait. But do you and like so when you're doing Nuzlocke, are you allowed to do any research into it? Yeah, you can. Re- I just research the gym leaders. I don't That's what I was gonna say like, though. Yeah. Like, you should probably research random trainers, trainers, uh, trainers too, just because they could like just surprise you. And I've had a couple deaths from just a surprise trainer on me because I didn't have anything super effective and like it was tough. But, yeah. yeah. Um, well, if you say bug catcher gym, you're like, okay, this guy, I need some fire on this guy. Yeah, or flying. But, like, it was just, like, a random person pulled out, like, a, a Clefairy and had metronome and just, like, hit me with, like, a, a super effective, like, fire blast. So, I'm, my, this, my is, this is how much you're going to be sick by me. I couldn't even tell you what's super effective against fairy. Steel? Uh, fairy is dark. If you have a dark type or a poison type. What's steel super effective against? Um... Fighting, I think. And okay, and then here's my next question because I still don't understand this. Is um, normal super effective against anybody? 
And is anything super effective against it or no? Is that the whole point of normal? Fighting is super effective against it. And what's normal super effective against? I don't think anything. That's nuts. Who would want a normal Pokemon then? It's just a solid mon, like a... Like hitting you with a slash or something. I don't know. Maybe hitting you with a slash. So Pokemon has taken up a huge part of our podcast. And we, recently, yeah. M- me, my life. Yeah, your life's been nothing but mons lately. And like I'm just gaming mons. I mean, I'm super excited because I've put... Strong against grass, weirdly enough. Oh, weird. Weak against rock, steel, ghost. Oh, a lot. <laughs> and vulnerable to fighting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but like it's super strong against grass, which is surprising because I didn't know that was a. I don't know if it's actually super effective in the game, though. Well, it might be. That would be like using tackle on a grass Pokemon. I've never seen tackle being super effective, you know? I know. So I wonder if it's just not. I don't know. Anyways, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just was so confused by normal in general, and I was like, this kind of sucks. Like. Um, and yeah, so we both played tons of hours of Pokemon. RCS, I didn't... How many hours did you end up clocking in RCS? I think I was like 60. And Sword and Shield. Not including this Nuzlocke you're doing. Not including? Not including. I think it's like a 17-hour playthrough. Oh, okay. That's not, that's not nuts. Yeah. Most I'm, of them are like 17 hours. Well, this, sure you could speedrun one. This one was probably what? like Scarlet? Yeah. I did 25. Okay. So again, well, I, I'm trying not to go into it actively Might as well. Maybe 30, honestly. With, like, the amount of shit you can do in that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, there was a lot you could do. Which is wild, because, like, so, I don't know... I don't know about you, but there's some people out there that try to, like, just complete Pokedexes. Like, it's not even, like, about the like, yeah, I'm, game. I'm low-key kind of into the Pokedex aspect, but I would never complete one. That was you. You're, like, you're like the first couple of hours, you're like, I'm just, like, walking around the same area. I did that the whole time. Off. I did yeah. that the whole time. That's yeah. why I probably... I probably... I'll see how many hours before I go into the pod. I would like to do a Nuzlocke of that game and just catch strictly, like, Paladin Pokemon. Like, nothing else. Well, you gotta take or do a shiny playthrough you where take... you, have to, you have to only catch shiny Pokemon. That'd be fucked. Which would take a long time. And Again, we'll talk about that. I think we'll talk about that on the yeah. next pod. Um, we're at 45 minutes just reminiscing on the past. Um, we released, like I said, 26 episodes last season. Um, we were really, really lucky because Spotify gave us a Spotify wrapped, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and, you know, just to kind of share some of our key aspects or key, key things that everybody on this pod might be interested in, we've now hit 20 countries. Um, so we have 20 countries listening to our podcasts. Um, the U.S. is number one. Thank you to our American friends. The United Kingdom is number two. Thank you to our U.K. friends. We in Canada, number three. Greece and Taiwan, four and five. Very interesting. Um, we actually saw on Spotify at least – a 177% follower increase. Mm. So that's almost tripling the amount of followers that we had from 2021 in our first year of doing it. Yeah. And we saw 104% listeners and 180% more streams. So double and almost triple again. So super exciting. Um, we're a top 10 podcast for 50 fans, 50 unique accounts. That's pretty sweet. And we're a number one podcast for five unique fans as well. Um, I think my personal account might be one of those, so I will say that. I don't listen to podcasts on my personal Spotify account, so that that could be it, but still. So yeah, 26 episodes. We've released 1,500 minutes of content, and that actually puts us in the top 80% of Spotify um, people in the leisure category, so we're doing pretty good. Leisure category, just like leisure in general? Yeah. Mm, On that note, my my, my big thing is sort of what are we looking for in the year ahead? So I think we have some really cool games coming up. I think we're going to do an indie month 
for sure. What it feels like to me is every year, and I, I mean, this has only been two years, we've done sort of some sort of trilogy, right? We saw Mass Effect in 2021. We ripped through all the Mass Effect games. Last year, we went through all of the super massive games. So I think in the summer, we we try to find some sort of like trilogy or something to go through. I was thinking what might be kind of cool, and I'm just throwing this out now, we replay each Bioshock. That'd be fun. Because we did a Bioshock podcast in one of our first four or five podcasts, which is probably sounds terrible now if we listen to it. And it was on all of the Bioshocks. So I think it'd be really cool if we just sat down and pounded out one, did a review on one, two, did a review on two, three, did a review on three, and kind of just went on that route. Um, now, weird question. Any personal gaming goals for this year? I have one. What's that? And you're going to be upset when I say this. Finally play Fallout New Vegas. Yes. So that's my that is my personal goal. By the end of 2023, we will have a Fallout New Vegas podcast recorded. That is my goal. Um, it's free now on PlayStation Classic. I can actually get it. Just download it on PlayStation Classic and rip it. You need to play it now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I probably should. I don't know why I was going to replay that Borderlands. Be, that should be like the next game besides the next three we have when we lined up. There is, there is a lot. Another game that I just finished, and I'm going to kind of just throw this at you blindly, but I'll probably bring you on the pod and you can just try your best. I really want to talk through Biomutant, which was the free uh, December game for PlayStation. Thing, right? No, no, no. Biomutant's with like oh, these the little dog things. The little like fox things. Yeah. I really want to talk through that game. I spent uh, 30 hours on it and I just platinumed it. Nice. A lot of fun. Um, and you know, we just have a lot of really fun stuff coming up. You're going to see our third spooktober. We're going to definitely try to do an indie month. Um, bring that back. So we haven't done one in over a year. That's now. what I'm saying. We should do that probably in the next month or two, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, Delta rune chapter three, Colin's favorite game. Is it out yet? You me- you cold message, you cold messaged me about Delta rune is chapter three out. No. Oh, it's coming up soon though. Okay. Like Q2. Oh, you know what's coming out soon too? What? Uh, the next, um, Next edition of the Hollow Knight series. Yes, uh, I saw that. Silk. Silk. Silk, silk, silk. When's that supposed to come? Do we know? Uh, It should be Q1. So next month or two. Just a couple hot games ripping out this year. I'm excited. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm super excited about the road ahead. Um, Obviously, I feel like doing these year in review, we're sort of um, like, you know, pumping ourselves up, getting us excited, thinking about what the last year held in. But um, realistically... I think this is just a big thank you to everybody that made this year possible. Just from our uh, Spotify stats, you can see that, you know, it's been a huge year of growth for us and the listeners and anybody who makes it to the end of these podcasts or even makes it halfway through, you guys are the ones that really are starting to drive this for us. And um, we're excited to see where we'll be at the end of the next year when we do a year in review 2024. Sun is rising, here we are. I didn't think we'd come this far. I just feel it. This is truly where I belong. Making my way down Ocean Drive. Hung over.